What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all, as always, coming to y'all here from Louisville, Kentucky. We have our first uh, news of the off-season coaching carousel as Chris Panos is out as the head coach of Queens University of Charlotte. Program parted ways with him, uh, announced on Monday night. Not a surprise at all. Expected this announcement to come for multiple days now after we heard that he would not be coaching on Saturday and he was not on the sidelines. Nick Colpitz, the uh, assistant coach, uh, served as the interim head coach on Saturday, which was senior day for uh, Queens as they played Utah in the final game of its uh, of their first Division One season. Queens ends that first D1 season with a 2-12 record, a 1-8 record in a Sun play. The Royals' lone conference win came against Detroit Mercy. They also beat uh, Hampton in non-conference play as well. should also note Queens had some close calls against VMI and overtime loss there, and then a 13-12 loss against Cleveland State, another conference opponent there in that they did lose was 15 to 6 to Lindenwood in uh, a, a battle of division 1 newcomers as Lindenwood also jumped into the division 1 ranks this season as well um Chris Panos had taken over as the head coach ahead of the 2019 season and had some good success there at the D2 D2 level with Queens 37 and 16 overall record those four years prior to jumping to Division One, That included uh, a pair of SAC tournament uh, berths in 2019 and 2022. The Royals advanced to the SAC title game in 2019 and also made its uh, appearance in the NCAA Division II, uh, Nash, uh, NCAA Division II tournament that 2019 season as well, the worst season that the Royals had under Panos was this past season. And again, as I mentioned, the first year in Division One, you know, of Lindenwood and Queens, I expected Queens to have the least amount of success. Um, and I frankly, I think they both kind of had an equally uh, amount of success. Uh, the, the records are, are, are different, and obviously Lindenwood beat them. But I think when you look at it as a, on a whole, it was pretty even in terms of what they ended up doing. Um, now, again, as I mentioned, I did think Lindenwood was going to have the better season. They did win the battle, so you could very well say that. But Queens, again, VMI, overtime loss, Cleveland State, one goal loss. They were close to getting four wins on the season. They've got a very young squad this season. Their top two scorers were a sophomore and a freshman, two of your top uh, defensemen are sophomore, were sophomores and freshmen this year as well. A very young squad that Queens had this season, and, and so you're expecting growth there. I think there's a solid foundation that has been built where uh, Division One success can be had. And when you look at Queens holistically, this is a program that is in North Carolina, in Charlotte. It's a private school. Um, I don't want to say it's exactly the same as High Point because there are differences, obviously, um, and, and those differences in the way uh, each of these 
schools and athletic departments really promote themselves. Uh, but I would say it, it's a similar type situation to High Point, where it is a private school in North Carolina. Um, Queens, obviously, being in Charlotte, the bigger city there. Um, so a, a similar situation in that regard. We've seen High Point have uh, some really good success in its uh, you, you know, stretch here first, what's, um, are they on, going on year, this year nine for them? Uh, 11? I mean, they've been around for, you know, nine, 10, 11 years now, um, and have had a lot of success, two NCAA tournament, uh, appearances, and, and so I, I think Queens, there's a, I don't want to say there's like a, they should follow that trajectory or that path specifically, because it is a different situation jumping from D2 to D1, and they had a lot of success in D2. Uh, but, but a similar trajectory that you can see kind of unfold uh, parallel among those two programs, being the kind of institutions they are and being in the same state. Uh, Queens, when it comes to their recruiting, I've actually been a big fan of what they have done. Um, gotten a lot of what I would call, um, you know, under-the-radar-ish type guys in the 2023 and 2024 uh, classes uh, there in, uh, you know, more the, the South is what we're seeing. They're recruiting. I mean, they've got one, two, three, four, five kids, six kids from the state of Georgia in the 23 class. They've got one from the state of Florida, Joe, the goalie out of Bowles, who I think's been fantastic this season. Uh, Billis Adele, uh, the uh, defenseman out of out of Oklahoma. Uh, so, you know, getting a lot of these kind of non-traditional areas, you would say, but then also, you know, Chase Black out of Salus in, in, in Delaware there, Will Brown out of Pokemon School there in PA and and so you're getting a good mix there uh, and same thing in the in the 24 class uh, Will's uh, Zylestra great player uh, electric attackman there out of West Forsyth in uh, Georgia Forsyth uh, there in Georgia uh, you've got Dylan Murphy out, out of Lake Norman there in North Carolina and then you've got a good mix here you know guys from Minnesota Ohio Colorado uh, Maryland in this class as well, speaking to the 24 class with uh, respect to Queens, also have got, um, his first name's escaped me, McCarthy, out of, um, out of South Carolina, out of uh, Lucy Beckham, South Carolina, just won a state title with them last weekend. He's also heading there in the 24 class as well. So uh, I, I think the recruiting base that you have and the location is pretty good. We've seen a um, a, a Canadian connection here uh, w with Panos and, and, and being at Queens, and so that's an aspect as well that I think uh, when you're looking at it from a recruiting perspective, perspective, there is a lot to be had around them um, and in the kind of general vicinity. Like if you're in North Carolina, you've got Virginia, you've got South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. Kentucky, you know, Indiana, Ohio, you've got this entire kind of, you know, middle part of the eastern half of the, of the eastern part of the, you know, east of the Mississippi, all this middle part here that you can recruit south up 
up in the Midwest as well. They got some kids from Ohio and Minnesota, as I mentioned, coming in, and they've done a great job of recruiting some uh, players in Canada, get that box influence in there as well, as I mentioned. And then always your you know, typical you know, New York, Maryland, New Jersey players as well. So the recruiting, uh, pers- the recruiting perspective from Queens, I think it is a great opportunity, and they've done a good job with that so far. As a D1, obviously under Panos, how that continues with the next head coach, I think is going to be interesting. Now, when you're looking at, like, who is Queens going to hire? You know, what kind of coach does Queens want? I'm not going to sit here and say they need to get a young, energetic, you know, this, that, or the other, a veteran, you know, kind of guy who's maybe you know, uh, going to build a foundation and then pass it off. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and pin, you know, this program on, like, they need this kind of coach. They need a coach that is like this, it's like this, uh, that does this this way. I'm not going to sit here and, and do that. I think what this program needs is a coach that is going to buy in and is going to walk in there and is going to sell Queens, gonna sell that athletic department, this is your lacrosse program right now. You went 2-12 and 12 as a Division One program in your first year. You've got a great foundation here. You've got a great foundation. You've got a lot of young players that contributed last season, and those guys are going to develop, and they're going to grow into great juniors and senior players. They're going to grow into great players, all A-Sun, all conference-type players, by the time they graduate here. And by the time these young guys that were developing – graduate from here, we want to be in the conversation in the ASUN tournament. We want to be in the postseason. We want to be competing for an ASUN title. They need someone, and it might not be that quick that they're able to get to that point. But what I'm saying is they need someone who's going to walk in there and is going to have a plan to elevate this program and develop these young players into the program that Queens wants to be, which is competing for ASUN titles just as they did as a Division II program in the SAC. They want to be at that level. Uh, and to get to that level, again, a lot of focus uh, mentioned on, on in this podcast on the young guys and the recruiting because that is where it begins, with that development, with that talent identification, and then later development once they're on your campus and you know, grooming those guys into All-American, All-Conference all type players. So that is, for me at least, that is what I'm looking for, the kind of coach that Queens can get. Someone who's going to come in there with a plan and say, here's how we're going to elevate this program. Here's how we're going to build this program into one that can be an A-Sun contender. Heck, you were already practically on that trajectory, I would say, uh, nonetheless, and, and you won. With some of the with the competitiveness that they showed, we just need to continue that trajectory, and here's how we're going to get it done. So that is what I would say in terms of like what Queens is going to look for or should look for in a next head coach. Uh, but once again, uh, Queens has an opening there at the head coaching position. The first head coaching job open this off season comes via you know I, I would say a, a surprise to many. Uh, certainly the past couple of days, not a surprise to see it as we uh, did get word uh, 
uh, was it Friday night that uh, Panos would not be coaching on the sidelines on Saturday, and he was indeed not. And on Monday night, it was officially announced that he had resigned his post as head coach at Queens. So they are now searching for their second head coach in Division One program history.